Hi, and welcome to the Canine Translators Podcast. This podcast is dog trainers talking about dog natural training and all things dog behavior. We are your hosts, Tara Sturmer and Laura McClure, head behavior trainers at Canine Working Mind in Austin, Texas. Our goal in this podcast is to help our species understand canine communication and their behaviors. This episode is sponsored by Canine Working Mind, a dog natural training center offering one-on-one sessions, group classes, and more. Visit canineworkingmind.net for more information. That's canine working mind with a K. Good morning. Today we are going to be talking about the controversial subject of service dogs. Yeah, and I think the last couple of years this has really kind of been blown up to where everybody seems to have their dog designated as a service dog. Uh, and can bring them in everywhere. Uh, But I think it's important to understand what exactly signifies a service dog and what that means and uh, the differences between the types of jobs that a dog can have and what is actually uh, uh, something you can claim that your dog is. Right. So one of the problems that we have is emotional support dogs, right? So emotional support dogs are not service dogs. Yeah, and that's what everybody has started like bombing is the um the emotional support dog and and trying to get their dogs labeled as that so that way they can have them in a certain apartment or um be able to take them into a store or anything like that. Emotional support dogs are not allowed in sp- in stores. Well, they go in there right, that's for sure. But they're not. So here's the thing, um they're they do not have access rights to public places under the American Disabilities Act. They don't. However... Not unless they're an actual registered service dog. Service dog. So there's a big difference. There's a lot of groups that people don't understand about service, emotional, um, working dogs. Uh, Guide dogs have their own um, little niche there. Therapy dogs are the same too because they're... Are they separate or are they the same? Therapy dogs are emotional support. Right. Therapy dogs are emotional support dogs. Differences there, and I don't think a lot of people know that, that therapy dogs, if it's considered a therapy dog, then it's considered an emotional support dog, not a service dog. Right. So service dogs, I want to make sure that everybody understands the definition, okay? Service dogs are specifically trained to perform tasks to assist individuals with disabilities. They are not just there to keep you comfortable and say, hey, I know you're feeling down Here's, you know, pet me and I'll feel better. They all have a place. Emotional support dogs have a place, Mm -hmm. but not in public. Yeah, Uh, especially because a lot of the emotional support dogs that are out there now that are being taken out into public. Unfortunately, um, bite people. They're not trained. Right. And service dogs are definitely highly trained dogs. You're not going to see a dog that tries to bite as a service dog. Right. So... Um, and, you know, so I have to re- repeat this part because I think this is the part that uh, gets people. So some people are like, well, my emotional support dog does tasks for me by calming me down. Like deep pressure. I stuff. get that. Nope. They don't do deep pressure. They no. just calm you down because you're petting them. If they are doing a specific task and they can be out in public and ignore the environment, right? They have to have two tasks for you. Not just, hey, I'm feeling emotional and my so dog's going to come. Right. They have to have to tasks, you know. So service dogs, they are trained specifically as working dogs. They're not pets. Yeah. Right. And this is, I think, this is the real hard line between um, the controversy. So they're, they're not considered 
pets. They're considered working dogs. So they live a different life. Now they're still happy. They're still great dogs. They're still part of your family, but they are working dogs. Now a service dog, you know, these tasks that we're talking about, they could be alerting you for a seizure, Mm -hmm. a heart attack, drop in blood pressure, diabetes, right? Pulling a wheelchair, picking things up for you because you can't pick things up. Yeah. Bracing you if you're going to fall over. These things are trained into a dog where they won't show a high level of stress. Yeah. There, I mean, I'm going to say I've been doing this for a long time and it irks me when somebody says, this is my service dog. Right. And so, they're really not. This is my service dog because you know, what, what tasks? Or I now? want them to become my service dog. But then at the same time, if that dog, if they're coming to us because they have behavioral problems, we're going to have to unfortunately tell them that it's going to be much more difficult, if even possible. Right. You know, I mean, I get a lot of people are trying to get uh, service dogs for PTSD and they do serve a purpose. Yeah. But that purpose, honestly, is truly just to work, do the task, and focus on the handler. Now, I think that's, I think the biggest part, right? I went into, you know, I mean, any store that we go into, we absolutely lose our minds when we see a service dog vest on a dog that's at the end of the six-foot leash, sniffing all the groceries in the store, you know, saying hi to every single person that comes up or, you know, in a park, walking through a park with a service dog vest that's, you know, going up to dogs and greeting them. I'm going to make it very clear. Service dogs do not do that. Yeah. Service dogs pay attention to their handler. If you don't have a dog that can do that, and and not every dog can, so it's not your dog's fault. It's a very hard job. Yeah. It's a very hard job. So it's not because you have a dog that just doesn't have the capacity to do it. It's, I mean, there are certain things I can't do. I can't be a teacher. There's no way I could be a teacher for kids. (laughs) Kudos to you for doing that in your past (laughs) life. But. I can't do that. I don't, I don't have the, the personality for it. I yeah. have a personality to teach adults about their dogs and teach dogs, but I don't have the personality to teach a child. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't with, make a teacher. Yeah. It's the same, same exact with thing dog. with dogs. You know, if you have a dog that you take out in public and it gets real overreactive um, in just situations. excited. Maybe even it's just over social. I mean, uh, still, it, sometimes you're going to get a dog that's going to walk into a super and that this is what drives me crazy in San Antonio. We have uh, an H-E-B. I love H-E-B, by the way, but H-E-B that allows any dog to come in. And I think it's because their hands are tied. I don't yeah, think it's it because is. they want the dogs it, in there, but it is. their hands are tied if it's got a vest on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I went in there a couple of weeks back and there was this border collie with a service vest on that was literally jumping on the fruit stands sniffing the fruit that is not a service dog yeah and i know that a lot of those places their hands are tied because um kelly used to work at target and i asked her i was like how do you like with dogs are do you allow dogs into target and she said technically no because they do at target have groceries right and they're not um supposed to however if they walk up and tell someone and they say, this is my service dog, they can't do anything else after that right. because otherwise they could be liable for a lot of other things if they tried to say that it wasn't. They can't call people out for being liars. So right I do there. know here in Texas, they just passed a law that's a lot stricter with service mm-hmm. dogs. However, it's recent. You yeah. as a business 
you still have to allow a service dog in because it's a federal law, right? So this federal law that is uh, about service dogs, it basically says you have you you have the ability to bring your dog everywhere in public. However, the dog must be quote unquote. I'm going to say it right now: well behaved in public spaces and in control. Yeah. Now, as a small business or a, a major business, you see a border collie with wearing a service vest jumping on the fruit stands, you can ask them to leave. Yeah. A business has that right. And I think that's the big problem is a lot of businesses don't feel like they have that right. They don't. But if they, you know, if you're sitting in a restaurant and the service best dog is, uh, you know, on top of the table trying to steal food from another patron's plate, you have the right to say, I need you to leave. Yeah. You don't have control and your dog is not well-behaved in public. Yeah. Dogs that pee on everything. And yeah. again, is not a service dog. Now, a therapy dog, there, there is a very big place for emotional support and therapy dogs. But don't confuse the two. Service dogs are service dogs. They have a task. They might save that handler's life. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, th- I do think with a lot of the businesses, it, it is just the risk of if they try to confront and that person says it's a service dog and then they try to say no, then you usually end up getting a, a fight on your hands because then right. you're going to have a person that is freaking out and yelling and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like a, you know, well, we can't we can't necessarily prove unless they have the paperwork on them right there. You know, there's no way for them to know. Unless the dog is, is misbehaving in public. Yeah. And I'm going to say that for all of those people who have a service dog labeled a service dog, um, not true service dogs, for all of those who are saying that dog is a service dog and it's not a service dog and it's going to greet people, it's going to greet dogs, it's going to take food or beg from a, a person at a table next to you in a restaurant. When you're asked to leave and they call the cops to have you leave, they have every right to do that. Yeah. Because your dog is not falling under that federal law of in control and well-behaved in public. Well, and service dogs, if they're true service dogs, are are they usually registered? No, that's 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 part of the problems. So here's here's the here's the thing. You don't have to you don't have to register a service dog. So I want to clear that up, too, for anybody who does have a service dog. Right. So a lot of people are confused. Also, we're going to get into the light end of this podcast now. A lot of people are confused about what the requirements are for a service dog. They have to be able to be trained in two tasks to help you, according to the ADA. Right. Um, if with something, you yeah. know, and that could be, you know, like a, like we stated before, seizures, uh, heart alert dogs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. diabetes, Being able to wheelchairs, you're falling, opening the something. door, bracing yeah. you, all of these things. Now, they have to be able to do two tests. You have to, um, in order to have a service dog, um, a note that says you need a service dog from a doctor, from a medical professional, right? Um, but you don't have to go to a training facility and get it trained. People can actually train their own service dog as long as the dog can be in control and well-behaved in public. Yeah. I'm going to be repeating that this entire podcast because that's where we real service dogs issues. are going to get into a problem. So we have we have quite a few people that have mentioned that they're frustrated with the amount of um, the fake. alleged service dogs. I'm gonna, I mean, let's call it as it is. They're fake. Yeah. And 
and they're ma- it's making it a lot harder for these people that actually have true service dogs and need their and dogs help. need them there because then you immediately have these people that are tired of the the fake service dogs so then they're you know causing a lot of trouble for the people that actually do need their dogs right present. you know emotional support dogs they like i said they have their place in in uh our lives you know they they basically are going to help you get through an emotional problem, right? It, it brings, we all know uh, dogs, horses, cats, birds even, can bring your blood pressure down when you're feeling stressed, your cortisol levels. Well, I decrease. mean, like like Kevin, he does that at home. Like right. when, when Kelly is stressed out or having a really rough day, Kevin will make a point. He will come over. He will make sure to get in and kind of put his head right on her chest mm-hmm. um, and and let her pet him pretty much right there. And then once she calms down, he he gives her space. But I still wouldn't classify Kevin as a service dog. Right. Because I haven't I haven't food. I haven't trained him that. No. And he would go up and greet every person because he's right. so social. He would definitely try to eat things that people offer him. Right. He's mouthy. I mean, no. Vincenzo's the same way. He can't be a service dog because Vincenzo is too social. He loves other dogs. He loves people. And as much as he has the weight I mean, behind he's highly him. trained and he's stuff. highly and, trained, but you know. he doesn't have the personality to be able to ignore the world. Yeah, and just neither focus does Kevin. on his tasks. And that's right? why I consider Kevin that emotional support dog for Kelly or even sometimes myself, I'll be right. honest. But I don't label him as a service dog, and I don't try to take him into places that I know aren't dog-friendly places that are meant for just service dogs. Right. I'm not going to try to take Kevin in there and pass him off as something. Now, I am going to say about emotional support dogs, right? So they while they don't have access rights to public places under the American Disabilities Act if this says no dogs, yeah. right? They don't have that, but they do. There is a Fair Housing Act and this is for anybody that has an emotional support dog. Mm-hmm. There is a Fair Housing Act that states that emotional support dogs are allowed to live or individuals with that need emotional support dogs. Yeah. They're allowed to live with their animals in housing that has a no pets policy. I'm going to state that again mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people that say, unless it's a service dog, you can't live here. That is not true. Yeah. Under the fair housing act, if you are a landlord, you have to allow an emotional support dog. Yeah. It's a law. Right. Um, That's for living. Right. Now, if that dog and I'm going to state this for the landlords and for the tenants, if your dog has a bite history. Yeah. Or has attacked people or attacked dogs, you don't have an emotional support dog. Yeah. You can't label it if it's an aggressive dog. Right. Now, also with an emotional support dog under the Air Carrier Access Act. There's always letters, right? Yeah. A-C-A-A. They may fly with their emotional support dogs in the cabin of aircraft with restrictions. Now, I say with restrictions, right? But they're allowed, an emotional support dog is allowed in some airlines to fly with their dogs in the cabins, not in cargo. So you still have a lot of things you could do with an emotional support dog. So stop saying you have a service dog if your dog is not a service dog. Now, emotional support dogs require recommendation or a prescription still. Yeah. This is still something that has to happen. You, you have can't to have just a, suddenly right. say that they are that. You have to have a licensed mental health professional 
to qualify for those protections. So if you don't have a recommendation or prescription from a licensed mental health professional um, and the airline says, no, you can't have your dog in the cabin. Well, you're, even if you took them to court, you wouldn't have anything to go on yes. because one, you don't have a service dog. It's not performing tasks. Two, you don't have a prescription. You're just, yeah. you're, I mean, you're I just labeling it. it. Yeah. People, I have sad days. I have stress days. And Vincenzo is my stress release. Yeah. And that's what Kevin is. But, but he's I, not. Yeah. I don't have a prescription that says I have a mental uh, disability or illness that needs an emotional support dog. So yeah. as much as I love Vincenzo and now little John has taken the, the, uh, the role as well. So I have one on either side. But as much as I can release on my dogs, they're still not emotional support dogs because yeah. I don't need one. Yeah. You don't have that. that we written. have bad days. Everybody has bad days. Right. And that's why you have your dog is to be there to, right. to help you. And, but that doesn't make them suddenly qualified to be that, right. that emotional support dog. You know, where you should have something from the medical professional stating that that's, that's what you need. Right. Um, and, and that's how you can, be able to back that up. So uh, you can't just suddenly decide because I have, you know, more bad days this this week than normal that I'm going to go ahead and classify my dogs as an emotional support dog. Right. Um, and, you know, we're going to go into a whole bunch of different things here that's going to make people um, maybe dizzy, but uh, I'm going to go over an entire different breakdown. And I think it's important that we do a breakdown of what different types of groups of working dogs there are, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize there are different groups. Service dogs, again. They have a specific task that they're supposed to be performing for their handler. And the handler actually needs it yeah. medically, okay? Therapy dogs are trained to provide comfort, affection, and emotional support. So a therapy dog is different than a service dog. Yeah. Vincenzo is a therapy dog. We have, you know, our, our group. He's not an emotional support yeah. dog for me because I don't have the need, but he is a therapy dog. Right. I can take him into, you know, when I'm invited. This isn't something that you can just go, hey, my dog's a therapy dog now, so I'm I can go in. into a school. You can't. You have to get um, approval, right? Yeah. So you don't have a blanket uh, access allowance if you yeah. have a therapy dog. You have to get approval still. It's not a service dog. Uh, but that's what therapies uh, and therapy dogs, do. dogs have. You know, they they do have to pass tests right. to be able to say that. Again, you can't just have a dog that has a bite history and suddenly say that it's a therapy dog right. and just decide that it's a therapy dog just because you put a vest on with you know a Velcro sticker. Right, and you know that's it's so easy. <laughs> and I'm gonna say you know as as more we go into this society today we see uh there are so many things online register your service dog first off if they have a thing that says re register your service dog on amazon and they send you a card and a vest and say now you have an id batch that says your dog's a service dog you can be put in jail if you falsely identify your dog as a service dog yeah if they can prove your dog was not in control and well behaved in public and it's not performing two tests and you don't medically need it y'all you can go to jail so stop you lose screwing your dog with it. so why right. would you want to do that stop screwing around with it okay now search and rescue dogs 
there are specific working groups. Search and rescue dogs are dogs that are trained to locate missing persons, um, you know, sometimes lost dogs. Um, they have different levels of search and rescue yeah. dogs. They have human remains. They have, it's a ladybug just oh landed on Laura and that was funny. Hey, scared me. <laughs> so they have human remains. They have cadaver dogs. They have live find dogs, but search and rescue dogs are often used, uh, by, emer- uh, emergency responders. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they're a different working group. They're not classified under other things. They are search and rescue dogs. You have police canines. These are police dogs that are Another trained. type of working dog. Right. They have a specific job they're performing. Right. They are specifically trained to assist law enforcement agencies. Okay. They track suspects. They detect drugs and explosive. They apprehend suspects. They protect mm-hmm. their handlers. You know, they're, they're police dogs. Now, some of these dogs, you know, thankfully nowadays they can retire into homes, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that's what their job is. They're not to go up to and squish their head. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It um, don't yell them. at the police officer because you want to pet this the fuzzy little happy puppy with teeth. Stop it. Yeah. These dogs are trained for specific tasks, right? Military working dogs serve alongside military personnel. There is a difference between police canines and military dogs. Yeah. Okay. Um, They do play a vital role in military operations. So it's really important that uh, we understand military working dogs uh, and, you know, MWDs. uh, It's really important that we understand they're different. Yeah. Um, Herding dogs, obviously. Yeah. I mean, lots of farmers will teach their dogs how to be herders for their flocks, whatever they have. Right. So they're, you know, the group of working dogs for herding dogs. This, this group is, is, you know, pushy, mouthy. (laughs) They're very obedient to their rancher. Yeah. Right. Um, But they are pushy dogs. If you go on a ranch and there is a border collie and your child runs around, well, probably going to be herded. It's probably going to get herded, not hurt, but herded. Um, so, you know, it's a herding dog. That's what their job is. They yeah. live to herd animals. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, beware if you're, you know, hiking somewhere or stopping alongside of the road to look at the pretty cows in the field. If there's a herding dog there or a livestock guardian dog, you all might get bit and they have a right to bite you because you're yeah. breaking the, the, uh, the territory line. Right. Yeah. You have detection dogs as well. Detection dogs are truly to look for odors, narcotics, explosives, mm-hmm. firearms, right? Sometimes they'll look for agriculture. And some of the amazing things out there are uh, the conservation detection dogs. Now I love it. Um, they look for sea turtle eggs. That's so cool. All right. It's awesome, right? So those are detection dogs. Now, assistant dogs, assistance dogs, they are. They can be service dogs, right? But assistance dogs, apart from service dogs, are trained to support individuals with specific needs, okay? Court dogs like we have. Yeah. Those are assistance, court facility assistant dogs, not service dogs. Yeah. Right. Or pets. Or pets. They're not pets. This includes seizure alert, diabetic alert dogs, autism assistance dogs, uh, kids in trauma when they have to testify 
facility assistance dogs. Yeah. Okay. So there is a difference between all of these. There's so many differences, right? And then you have your specific group of guide dogs, guide dogs, specifically guide dogs. They have their own little group. It is to guide the blind. Yeah. They have their own training, like everything that goes into it. Now, all that being said, obviously there is some gray areas, right? Assistance dogs, service dogs. Service dogs usually work with one person, whereas assistance dogs can work with many people. Yeah. Right. But they still have that task in mind. This is my job. It may be multiple people, but this is my job and I can ignore the world. Therapy dogs don't ignore the world, y'all. They are there to support and make the world happy. Yeah. Service dogs are there to support specific jobs. Yeah. The, the person that they're doing the service for. Right. Now, let's say you walk into a mall and you see somebody with a true service dog. Please don't try to pet them. Thank you. Please. I was good. She said it much nicer than I was going to say. <laughs> Please don't reach out and try to pet them. Please don't e- don't even ask. You know, I think one of the big problems that we have too is people see the vest and they go, "Oh, what a great dog! What a great, uh, intelligent dog! Fantastic! Uh, can I pet your dog?" No, it says don't pet. Yeah. No, it's a service dog. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to in Texas. You don't have to have any ID on your dog that says it's a service dog. Yeah. Which can also confuse small businesses, right? Yeah. I do think that should change. Having personally. some sort of regulation to where you you need to be able to. Proof. Right. Because, I mean, if I walked in with Vincenzo while he's well behaved, you know, he's not a he's not a service dog. Yeah. Right. He's a therapy dog. If I walked in with Tahoe, she is a true service dog. Yeah. Right. She wears her vest. Don't pet me. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. I have things I'm doing. And guess who gets the most attention? (laughs) Tahoe because of the vest. Uh, Yeah. Right. And then you get people who are going to come up to you because you have a service dog and you don't allow them to pet and they start yelling at you. Well, that's mean. Uh, you see those videos of the uh, the Karens that are yelling oh, and yeah. screaming because they weren't allowed to touch your dog. Karen's, what's the male version of Karen? I don't know. Let's say Brad. Okay, so you got the... <laughs> You Why the, did you choose I don't Brad? know, just because. <laughs> you got the Karens and you got the Brads, right? That mm. are going to come up and they're going to go, my, my child just wants to pet your dog. Yeah. What's the problem with that? Yeah, if they're a service dog or they're, you know, whatever, then they should be nice. And so therefore they should get to pet them. Right. Because but, people are entitled and they think that they should get to do whatever they want. Right. Uh, and that's part of the problem flash. with bringing in the dogs, too, is like, I'm, I'm entitled and I feel like I should be able to bring my dog in wherever I want, even though they're not well-behaved or controlled, because I'm entitled. You said it this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. And it's really important that we, we stop and, and step back and think, you know, if I train a dog to focus only on me and nothing else. You're not helping if you're coming and trying to butt in and grab at them. Right. If I say, absolutely sure, you could pet my service dog, and all of a sudden my dog is getting pet by you, and I might have an episode, Yeah. and my dog can't, one, get back to me. Two, doesn't even notice. Right. You know, because maybe, you know, there's like now suddenly two, three, four people around it. Right. Yeah. So now... I might have some type of episode, right? Or if it's a seizure alert dog, somebody could have a seizure. Yeah. You know, our dogs are trained to catch these things in advance. 
Right. So really, really important that um, this whole concept of my dog is a good dog, so it's my service dog is bullshit. Yeah. Your dog probably is a wonderful dog. Wonderful dog. But unless you medically need it or unless you have a very, very well-trained assistance dog that's going to go out and help, then it's not. Yeah. It's, you can't label it It doesn't that. have the qualifications. It can be a companion. And I think that's what a lot of people are just kind of misinterpreting is that I want my dog around as my companion all the time. So therefore, I'm just going to say it's my service dog because I like the companionship and I want the companionship that my dog provides 100% of the time. And I get that. I mean, my dogs are with me all the time. That's, well, that's why I took this job. Because That's why I don't like to go on vacations very much because right. I can't take my dogs. I take my dogs with me when yeah. I go uh, anywhere. If we're going somewhere, then dogs are coming. Right. Guess what we do? <laughs> we rent an RV. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I went to an Airbnb and right. I, I found one that allowed dogs. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I truly, I mean, I have a lot of dogs. You all know that. And I love my, I mean, it is all about spending time with my dogs. If I am not working, spending time with other people's dogs, I am spending time with my dogs. Yeah. Even yesterday, all day, just with me and Vincenzo, because we had unfortunately had a sit and a stakeout, but, <laughs> but we were just sitting in the car. Yeah. Just hanging out. I could have went by myself, but hell no, I want my dog with me. Right. Um, but when I went to the store, I did not bring him in. You didn't go, you know, take him into H-E-B? Right. <laughs> I didn't take him into the convenience store. Yeah. He's not a service dog. He's yeah. not an assistance dog. He doesn't belong in there. Yeah. Right. So it's really important. As much as you love your dog and you want your dog around, don't lie about your dog being a service dog. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not acceptable. And I know there are much stricter rules. Uh, we actually, the reason, one of the reasons, obviously we have to talk about this because there's so many fake service dogs out yeah. there. But we had a listener in the Netherlands that had emailed us um, asking us to talk about the service dogs here in the United States because in the Netherlands, it's super strict mm -hmm. as it should be. Yeah. Because in a lot of other places it is, it's extremely strict. And, and I, I mean, they aren't able to just suddenly decide today I'm going to have a service dog. Like, right. There has to be a lot more. And I mean, a lot of the times with dogs that are service dogs or um, like assistance dogs and have those specific tasks, even the like police dogs and all of them, like those dogs have been trained for years. Like it's not like we right. took a six week basic obedience class and now I have a service dog. Um, those dogs have been trained for this job and for work. For, for sometimes from, I mean, our court assistance dogs, they started working at like 10, well, they, eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's just us, weeks. but I mean, a, but a lot of work dogs do that. Right. Like police dogs, they'll get them as puppies. They need to train them from a young age. And a lot of assistance dogs, a lot of service dogs, um, they, you know, a lot of people will purchase a service dog that has been trained and that dog has been trained for I'm that gonna, task. And I'm going to say. For the task that person needs. Please don't throw money at the you can train a service dog in six weeks programs that yeah. you see on social media. No. Y'all, that's not the case. Your dog has to be tested. Now, I'm going to go through what we do with our facility dogs, right? 
our facility dogs have to go through, uh, first they go through a, I guess I'm going to call it my courage test to see if the dog, when they're babies, to see if the dog can handle. If the dog shows us stress, it nopes out. Yeah. Right. Which happens. Yeah. Right. Now, after that, we do the puppy star. After that, we do the CGC. After that, we do the CGC urban. Because I want to make sure that this facility dog can be a bomb-proof dog, right? After that, we do a public access test. Now, a service dog has to go through a public access test from a a trainer that is, uh, you know, experienced in this. Hasn't done just the, like, I I became a trainer three months ago and now I can certify a service dog. Listen, yeah. So, and some, you know, I'm going to say, sometimes you have somebody who's been doing dog training on the side. They go into the field full time. They, but they've been working in the field a little bit. They understand the laws. They understand yeah. how to walk you through it. Like we just had um, uh, one of our clients uh, has a service dog. And she's uh, she just got certified. She did all the tests. She did all the training. She did all the tests. Yeah. He f- went through with flying colors. Now, her service dog went through bus ride after bus ride after bus ride to get used to being on a bus. Yeah. If you are calling your dog a service dog and your dog hasn't even gotten on a bus, public bus, not a car. Yeah, it's, there's a difference. Right. There's a if big you difference. haven't exposed your dog to all of these different things that could pop up in public, you honestly don't have a service dog. You, you know, there's you go into a hospital setting and you see the service dogs laying on top of their owners and they're they're doing their job no matter what is going on in that ER. They are with their owners. Yeah. They are with their handlers. They're not leaving their handlers. Yeah. Right. That is a service dog. If you have a dog that's fragile personality, right? Let's say they have a fragile personality and you uh, fall down. They have protective aggression around you, right? Maybe they have even just slight protective reactivity. Somebody comes up to you and goes to give you a hug. And if your bark. dog barks or jumps on that person because they came up to you, it is not a service dog. Yeah. Because Here's why. If you need help, yes. What help? What happens if you need actual help? Whether that's from medical professionals, like someone coming from EMS or or fire, or even like if you fell and your neighbor's trying to rush over to come help you, right? If your dog won't allow someone to approach you or give you assistance, medical assistance that way, that's not a service dog because a service dog is going to allow someone else to come in and help and help its handler in yeah, a medical because that's the emergency. whole point is they're there to help their owner and that means i'm going to allow others to come and help right if they can't do it <laughs> so your dog can't have protectiveness yeah your dog can't have over social abilities or reactivity in public they can't have uh marking behavior in public yeah right they I mean, can't startle and almost pull you out of your wheelchair or your off your feet yeah. if you're not in a wheelchair they can't startle at something and then pull you out of your stance. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of our, like our working dogs, when we take them and we have their working vest on, um, like they don't, they don't go to the bathroom unless they're, unless they're told to go to the bathroom or, or their vest is taken off. Like I remember when we would take Patterson to schools, yes, he wouldn't go at all. Even when we <laughs> would take him and he'd be like, I can't, my vest is on. And then the moment you take the vest off, he's like, cool, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Yeah. Because Patterson he's would like, hold it for that whole yeah. six, seven hours. He's like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm at, I'm at work. 
And that's not what we do. Right. And that's what Tyler, my standard poodle, would do. He yeah. would never, ever go to the bathroom if his vest was on. Now, we're training our facility dogs a little different. They're trained to go on command. So if I go yeah. outside with Johnny Boy, if I walk outside and I say, go pee, he's going to go pee. Yeah. If I say, finish up, he's going to poop. Yeah. On command because they have to be able to do that. Let's say you're flying with your dog and you're going someplace far. The airport usually has an area for dogs to go to the bathroom. Yeah. If you're standing there waiting for your dog to go to the bathroom, you might miss your flight. Yeah. Right. So, so that's a big important thing, too, is them being able to go to the bathroom when asked yeah. on leash. Yeah. But that's going to be a well-trained dog. Right. That and, is obviously under control. And, yes. <laughs> Cue those famous words. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. The reason that this episode is so, so important to me is because I do see it. It drives me absolutely insane when I see somebody try to fake it. And, you know, I'm going to say in 38 years, I've had a lot of people say to me, can you just, you know, write a letter that says my dog's a service dog? No. Yeah. No. No. If your dog can't pass a public access test, no. Yeah. I'm not putting my name on a lie. Yeah. And I mean, we do have like, we do have dogs that we're working on for like therapy purposes and that kind of stuff. But again, lots of training is going into all of the dogs that are looking to do something like that. But again, a therapy dog is different. Therapy dog does not have access to all public places. A therapy dog, you have to get permission to go with your dog in to help. Uh, whether it be a school, a hospital, Hospital. Um, a nursing living, home, whatever. Yeah. You have to have the approval and the invitation and your dog has to be still controlled. However, they're not performing specific tasks yeah. other than they, bringing yeah. stress levels joy. They, they bring joy. Right. You know, they can go up and be social and interact with other people and it's not, you know, all focus on the handler. And they're, if it's, you know, they're obedient but if it's strictly because you can't find housing so you're making your dog a service dog remember if you have a medical need for an emotional support dog and you have a documentation from a licensed medical professional that says you need an emotional support dog not yeah. a service dog but an emotional support you still have access to apartments houses the, housing that's the fair housing act states they must allow a dog if there is a need. Yeah. And if your dog has bitten, shows that they might bite, that is not a working dog. Yeah. Then it's not any of these. It does not fall into any right. of these categories. Right. So really important. It's, uh, and, you know, stress, stress, stress that it's controlled and yeah. well-mannered in a public setting. Do not try to fake the service dogs because here's what's going to happen, unfortunately. A lot of people are going to wind up losing the access that they need their service dogs. You might not see a disability on somebody. They don't have to tell you what their disability is. Yeah, it's not your place to know. I do not have to walk into Cabo Bob's and say, I have this problem. And that's why I need a service dog. They're not looking for you to do that. You don't have to do that. It's against the law for them to ask you why you need a service dog. But that being said, you might not notice what's going on with that person. It might not be visible. If that person has a heart condition, if that person has diabetes, seizures, epilepsy, your dog, that dog is working to alert them. And that is a medical need. So, you know, 
be respectful. If you see them out in public, stop it. Don't, I, you can, you know, glance over, give a little quiet smile and say, wow, that's a great dog. And a lot of work went into it. Fantastic. Because a lot of work does go into it. But stop that's it. No going touching. to pet them. Stop asking if you can give them a treat. Stop asking the handler, you know, hey, why can't I pet your dog? Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. They put a lot of work and a lot of money into these dogs and um, they don't need, you know, other people, your average in, Karen yeah. or Brad to come up and go and ruin it. Yeah. Um, you know, so stop. They're well behaved because they have to be to save a life. An emotional support dog, they help us, yeah. but they're not saving your it's life. It's still different. It's still a very different category there. Right. Okay. So I think we had our well, and eventually soapbox today because that really this one does irk me. And eventually we'll have uh, we'll be talking more about the assistance dogs, especially since we're working with um, our our pups that are assistance dogs. So as they get kind of further into their program, we'll definitely be bringing this back up. Yeah, and we'll be about breaking this. it down and talking about facility case dogs, and mm-hmm. um, we'll also be talking about uh, service dogs a little bit more in future episodes. But. Yep. Uh, we we felt we needed to do this because a new law went into Texas now that, you know, um, if you do have a fake service dog, there's uh, there actually there's is consequences. Yeah, there is actual consequences now. Yeah. Um, and that differs for each state. So, you know, make sure you know what your state laws are. If you are going to travel, if you have a service dog, a real service dog and you are going to travel, you know, make sure you're content, contacting the airlines and, and, you know, sending the right documentation to them. Um, if you have an emotional support dog, check some airlines because yeah. there are some airlines that will allow an emotional support dog in the cabin. Yeah. They have some restrictions, but they're allowed. Okay. Um, and, you know, just all around, let's try to get honest again. <laughs> it's, that's as easy as I can say. Please be honest. All right. Rock on. Uh, our next episode. Um, so the ne- we're going to be talking to uh, Susan next. So from the uh, the puppy stores. Oh, my little hero, Susan, yes. who's out there so, every Saturday. That we've talked about so much. So we're going to be uh, talking to her. So she's going to be on next uh, we're to excited talk about to what Susan she's on. doing. Yes. So. Rock on. So we'll be talking about puppy mills, pet stores, and so mm-hmm. forth yep. uh, next episode. And as always, if you do have any uh, requests, yep. if you want to hear about stuff, we do have a list. We had a lot of people that wrote in. So we do yeah. have a list of things that we're going to be talking about. Season two, like I said, blow you got away a lot with of things. the amount of uh, things that we're packing yeah. in here. And we got a lot of good questions that people have um, emailed in that, again, we will have that Q&A episode. Um, we are just... Uh, compiling all the questions because to we make have sure. so many different topics that yeah. we want to cover it's we're, kind of tough. we're trying to wait a little bit so that way if anybody still has questions that they want to get in especially as these episodes come out that you have the opportunity to, to uh email those in right now remember it's info at canine translators.com yep all right all right Yay. fantastic you guys have a great week If you have any questions, comments, or ideas about future podcasts, please email us at info at canintranslators.com. That's canine translators with a K. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. Remember to always try to see them, hear them, and help them. And protect first.